What's going on, everybody? Eric Lindquist, Ted Stochastic, here on the Odd Shepherd channel, coming to you with another edition of Lindy's Leads, Likes, Locks. Hit that like button, subscribe button, notification bell goes a long way for me on this video, goes a long way for you. That way, you become a prize whenever great content is going content content is going live here at our little neck of the youtube woods excited to be back with you on a full slate 11 games coming down the pipeline we had two monday two tuesday we're gonna have two on thursday and then you know what saturday because i love you i'm gonna do a lindy's video covering whatever that championship game is out there in vegas waking up in vegas I was just out there wish i was out there again this weekend that's for sure but guess what no matter what state you're in there. As long as there's legalized betting, you have BetMGM at your disposal. Yes, Nevada. Really good BetMGM setup, but it's better in Arizona. Just throwing it out there. But friends, you want to be signed up, getting all of the bonus bets you humanly possibly can on all of the sites, whether that's just DraftKings, FanDuel, your standard ones, or BetMGM, Caesars, Bet365 sites that maybe people haven't signed up at as much, but it's not that they aren't reputable. BetMGM. I don't know if you've heard of MGM Grand. Beautiful little spot. Park MGM across the street there in Vegas. Another beautiful spot. MGM, very reputable, awesome stuff going on. Uh, it's only if you're 21 and over. If you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER. But we'll talk a little bit about Odd Shopper later. We'll talk a little bit about BetMGM, of course. But 11 games, not a lot of time to dilly-dally here at the front end. So I'm going to try to be pretty concise still. Because, again, you're going from 2 to 11. What is the NBA schedule? Whatever. We'll talk about it, though. I think there's a couple of edges to be had. Lots of overs on the card. That probably makes some of you happy. I think a lot of players under-projected right now because guess what? They don't have to play basketball again until Friday. And then they won't have to play basketball again until Sunday. And that creates, friends, a lot of time. I think extra minutes that we could be looking at for starters. Barring injury, barring It's going to be fun. Let's break it down. Producer Jacob, let's get to the picks. If the NBA playoffs started today, I know I tweeted this out, so it's a little redundant, but follow me at Eric Lindquist because then you get great information like this. If the playoffs started today, you know who your one seed would be in the East? Well, it'd be Boston. You know the one seed in the West, Minnesota go. But number two, Oklahoma City in the West, Orlando in the East, and they are taking on the Cleveland Cavaliers. Now, Cleveland, they've seen some regression in terms of adjusted net rating. Now, I guess sometimes I say these things like, I know in the baseball suites, it's X-Woba, X-E-R-A. People get a little bit thrown off or then they start to be sexually turned on by the things I say because they're very provocative. But we have in this spot, friends, adjusted net rating, basically just breaking down how good a team is relative to their offensive rating, their defensive rating. And it's the net points that they put up per 100 possessions. It's just a way of being able to adjust it also for strength of schedule. And it puts a bow on top of it and says, these are the best teams. These are some of the worst teams. And last year, Cleveland, during the regular season, yeah, they ran into some injury wonkiness. And then Donovan Mitchell decided to just, I don't know what happened during the playoffs for the Cavs last year. But we basically are looking at a different version of them. Still top 10 in the NBA, though. Eighth in terms of that plus minus. That is a little bit better than you've got here on the Orlando side where I think the strength of schedule is probably buoying them a little bit here in this spot but I don't want to completely besmirch the good name of Orlando because they're 14 and 6 they're fourth in adjusted defensive rating they have a number of pieces but again their offensive strength of schedule is 30th in the NBA not great when you're 30 NBA teams you're evaluating it relative to okay you know what I'm saying Cleveland on the other side, they have some offensive talent, specifically that of Donovan Mitchell. And again, we're going to see heightened rotations. And by that, I mean, I don't think that on a Wednesday, when you don't play again till Friday, and then you don't play again till Sunday, I mean, these are some wonky slates where I think starters get extra run. 
Now, you want to still get some of your bench pieces. You're still going to get your Karis LeVerts. You're still going to get a lot of these guys going here on the Cleveland side of things. But while Orlando might be deeper on a given random you know, Tuesday where it's a back-to-back -back and everything else, you're looking right now at a seven-man rotation, I think, for Cleveland more than likely in this spot. I don't know how the minutes are allocated here, but Darius Garland, Donovan Mitchell, Max Struess, Evan Mobley, Jared Allen. I've got them all projected for 34-plus minutes in this spot. Because why wouldn't you? They don't play again until Friday. This are the, it's the weirdest NBA scheduling period that I can remember. And, and as such, I think you want to be early to the party on some overs on this card. It doesn't exactly exist here because I feel like this one's pretty properly rated. And Orlando's defense does freak me out a little bit here on this spot. But I will at least throw this out there. Orlando. I like the starting unit here, and it's actually grading out relative to a market-based approach. That's where you head to Odd Shopper, $14.95 for the week, awesome stuff. But relative to a market-based approach, Orlando Moneyline is actually what's standing out here. It's weird because my brain is like, oh, Cleveland four and a half here against Orlando. And anytime there's that redundancy, I just kind of stay away. But I'm going to at least put it out there as a lean, but it's just one of those spots where I wish something stood out. I think single game parlays where you want to go to 35, 40 for a Donovan Mitchell and say, Hey, he could play 40 minutes in this spot because why, why even risk it? But again, seven man rotation. I have a quorum and, and uh, George Niang coming off the bench. I don't know if Sam Merrill and Tristan Thompson play any minutes here in this spot. So just a weird spot. I wish the lines were a little bit better, a little bit more advantageous. And, you know, maybe either of these teams could learn about pace from time to time. That'd be cool. They play really slow. It's not a lot to, to mine out of this one. Orlando's actually okay in pace their eighth, but Cleveland, they screw it up. Anyway, Orlando money line. We're probably not going to bet this one. Moving along. Ho, ho, ho. Can't wait for this. My friends, my, my dear, sweet, beautiful friends. The time has come. It's Bojan Bogdanovic season. Our Lord and Savior has returned, and he returned in style. He gets style points, mainly because you go back to, like, anything this Detroit team's done this season, and it's just egregious beyond egregious. But Bojan Bogdanovic back for the Detroit Pistons. We saw him come off the bench. I think we continue to see him coming off the bench here for the— Well, I mean, he started, sorry. But Osar Thompson— it, what I'm getting at, friends, is it is Bojan Bogdanovic season, and it is finally in effect. Let's go back to last season to talk through why I was obsessed and why we made so much damn money betting his points prop. First of all, you had injuries to Cade Cunningham. You had injuries to, you know, at times, Killian Hayes, and it just seemed as though 18 and a half, 16 and a half. We had some ridiculously low numbers. By the end of it, it was 22 and a half, 23 and a half for every single game. He is one of the best true shooters in the NBA, and he has been since day one. And I pointed out on every single show, and I have since like 2018, and nobody freaking listens to me. Actually, a lot of you beautiful people listen to me. And we made Bojan Bogdanovic a freaking thing last season. He is 34 years of age, but like, is age still the same thing? Just because you look wiry, you're a 6'8", 230 dude that... You know, it's from Croatia. Some people want to, like, judge him on a different curve. You know, he's 34. It's older, but, like, we got 38, 40-year-olds in sports across the board still competing. We had Joe Flacco starting out here against the Rams and looked pretty serviceable. Elijah Moore helps to have his buddy along for the ride. But as I look at the board for tomorrow, there is no props up for you, Bojan Bogdanovic, again, because they are some weird things that we might see from time to time when it comes to how this Pistons rotation has played out. But Lord Bojan returns 27 minutes right out of the gate. Last season was averaging around 32, but true shooting numbers over the last 
five years, I'm going to go through this, starting with Indy in 2018, 60.9%, 61.8%, 60.6%, 58.7%, 60.1%, and last season, 63.2%, his best true shooting. He's never been outside of the top 25%. So we're talking 75th percentile or better every single season of his NBA season. Now, the major question is what happens to this usage as he plays alongside a Cade Cunningham, as he plays alongside young players like an Osar Thompson or an Isaiah Stewart who will be coming off the bench here now. Well, I think there's ways where Cade Cunningham, Jaden Ivey, Killian Hayes, they don't kill him nearly as much because again, they're a terrible basketball team and they have their best shooter showing up again and they need to get him involved. And they did right from the get-go. 30.6% usage in that first game in just 27 minutes. I don't expect that kind of usage, but I expect this number to come in under 20. It will come in under 20. His points prop will definitely be under 20 when it opens. And I am giving you permission to in your single game parlay slips and everything that you're firing up tomorrow to bet him up to 20 points. Bojan Bogdanovic is putting up 20-plus against the Memphis Grizzlies, who can't play defense against you, can't play defense against me, can't play defense against anybody. Your lock for the day, friends. Lord Bojan back in effect. I'm so, so happy to see it. You should be, too. All of the stars are aligned. He gets it going, gets it moving. Close competitive spread here. Detroit terrible on defense themselves, and only a 218.5 total. It's mainly because the pace of this thing. But, friends... Lord Bojan gets it done for us. A W. We're going to be 1-0. and Again, I missed his debut because I hate everything. But anyway, Lord Bojan, welcome back. Want to give him our one lock of the day here on Wednesday. The Philadelphia 76ers taking on the Washington Wizards. And oh my Lord, how does this number open inside of 10? This is going to move outside of 10 quickly. And really, the only analysis I have here is that when you have a questionable Jordan Poole, does that even matter? Because they're probably better off playing Bilal Koulibaly or Corey Kisper. But he's not the only guy questionable in the injury report. You have Landry Shamit and Johnny Davis questionable as well. Johnny Davis is going to play like 8-10 minutes. Doesn't fucking matter all that much. But friends, you get Joel Embiid off the injury report. You get Nick Batum off the injury report. You get Tyrese uh, Tyrese Hall. Huh? I wish it were him. Tyrese Maxey off the injury report. And then Kelly Oubre going to be back for this one as well. We get a full-strength Philadelphia team inside of 10 points. I don't care that this is on the road. You're telling me there aren't going to be more Philly fans in attendance here? We all know that when we watch NBA League Pass tomorrow, producer Jacob knows for sure, Philadelphia, there will be more cheering going on when Joel Embiid scores a bucket than when Kyle Kuzma scores a bucket. You just know it to be true. Search your heart, Luke. You know this to be true. No, search your heart. That was Vader who's... When I screw stuff up like that, it's embarrassing for me. Philadelphia minus nine and a half. They're going to win by 10 or more. And this number is going to close at 10, 10 and a half, maybe more. So like, hurry up, get drop down and get your eagle on girl. Go Philly minus nine and a half, half unit, easy little play. There's a lot of you who could probably just fast forward to the end of this analysis. Probably don't need to view it ever again. And that just kind of is what it is. Or you can be awesome and you can listen as I break down Dennis Schroeder. But we've got the Miami Heat taking on the Toronto Raptors. Of course, Kyle Lowry, he's returning back. But doesn't help that he's not coming with a couple of his friends. Tyler Hero still out. And now, Bam Adebayo not coming on the trip. Thought about two and a half, three, three and a half. I think there's, I mean, they're in play here, but... 
they just pale in comparison because again, there are certain minutes projections when you put them on a player and then you break down what their rates are for the season and then it spits out a number and you just can't believe how much further you are away from where the line is posted. That happens every freaking day for me when it comes to Dennis Schroeder. And I don't know how many times I can break it down, but if you're new to the program, here you go. We talk leans, we talk likes, we talk locks. Locks, those are the one unit or more plays automatically. You could go half to a unit there on any of the likes and then... I'll lean something I'm thinking about. We have a lot of the props available to us here today, which is awfully nice of them. Really, really nice of them to you know fire that up here for us today. But looking in the ball handling department, specifically assist rate, you got Dennis Schroeder at 31.5% here on the season. Okay, so that's the highest on his team. He's playing 33, 34 minutes a night. He can get in foul trouble from time to time. That's not exactly fun. That's been a little bit frustrating, especially if you've been backing this every single day alongside with me. But you know what hasn't been frustrating? The results. Because they keep proving me right. He's gone over in seven of his last 11, and there's a reason for that. It's an under-projected spot, and it's because it's low totals. It's because it's Toronto's spot that just never, ever has pace. Toronto, they're never, ever going to be that team. They're 20th, 98.5 possessions per 48 minutes. But Dennis Schroeder gets to play with the ball in his hands nonstop. And I know we saw Scotty Barnes go on absolute heat uh, heat check control or whatever you want to call it at the beginning of the season. And you got, I mean, Grady Dick is terrible. Can we just say that is not going to look good in hindsight? That guy, he couldn't play basketball on an AAU team. It's just, yeah, he could. He won a national title last year. But two years ago, UConn won last year. Two years. There we go. But Grady Dick's just awful at the basketballs friends but i i don't know what to tell you dennis schroeder is going to be on the floor a lot more because i'm over projecting these guys in terms of minutes because they don't play again till friday and then they don't play till sunday this is just a spot where you take an easy over you put it on the card and you move along 21 and a half at even money i don't care that it's against miami that wants to play slow i don't care it's one of these spots where yeah it's like two very slow paced teams going at it here not in ton of possessions Dennis Schroeder is better than this. This is a 30 plus percent assist percentage going along with a pretty decent 22% usage rate. I, I don't know what else to say. This is not correct. Just bet it. Hopefully we win. Half unit. Carry on your merry way. Brooklyn and Atlanta going at it here in this one. Uh, welcome to Atlanta where the players play and we ride on them things like every day. I used to do that in baseball. I don't know why I haven't done that in basketball. But we are looking here at a starting five for Brooklyn that's getting healthier. Spencer Dinwiddie, Cam Thomas back in the fray. Mikal Bridges, Cam Johnson, Nicholas Claxton. Still waiting on our dude Ben Simmons. Nerve impingement. That's never a good thing to hear. But again, you have your normal starting five back in action here for Brooklyn. And that's why you're seeing a little bit of a closer spread here. Now, they've gone to Sadiq Bey in the starting lineup because Rip Jalen Johnson breaks his left wrist or really badly hurts and not good stuff. I'm still a little bit pissed off about that because it was kind of a dirty play. But Bogdan Bogdanovich, friends, the other Bogdanovich, playing a lot of minutes. And I thought we would maybe get a points prop that I could drop here. And it looks pretty decent. I don't want to be tangling with that in fact there's not a lot to tangle with here in this game you're running into a brooklyn team that's pretty slow themselves 98.3 possessions per 48 minutes and what or sorry for yeah per 48 minutes i don't know why i had to double check myself at the door but i did i did and atlanta we know that they're going to try to pace things up try to be a little bit spicy they're third in pace here this season but 
238 and a half, big, big total. But you're getting some efficient shooters back in with Cam Johnson. Mikhail Bridges starting to look more like the 2022-23 version of himself. So that's exciting if you're a fan. I don't know. Did you enjoy 42-5 and 3? 22-9 and 4? 22-10-5? We're seeing him start to party hardy. So let's get the party started. Let's get the party going. Party hard, party hard. Except for in this spot because it's terrible. Brooklyn plus four and a half. I'm leaning that direction. But I thought about an under and then I remembered it. It's land. This game sucks. Moving on. This was a borderline lock. I thought about locking this one. It's San Antonio, Minnesota. And Minnesota, again, my team, my squad. Started to show out a little bit. Making me very, very happy. Making Bill and Lorraine Lindquist tickets a little bit more expensive season tickets in minnesota a little bit pricier than you might have expected before so they don't have to go to nearly as many games hopefully they can sell those and then i have something left in the wheel once upon a time in like 15 years but i got one season of baskets i love my parents they're never gonna die but san antonio taking on minnesota here in this spot massive spread as there should be but remember what i've been saying throughout this entire program you're going to run into extra minutes for certain teams I don't think that applies here. We've got a questionable Anthony Edwards. We have a number of pieces here on San Antonio, whether it's Victor Wembanyama, a couple of other guys where it's like, I don't know what to make of the minutes, but I know one thing for sure. There is not enough size coming off this bench to deal with the Minnesota front court. And that creates a spot where I think the one player that I'm going to project for the most minutes out of anybody on San Antonio is Zach Collins. And Zach Collins, friends... When he is on a basketball floor, it's pretty useful in terms of putting up stats in some kind of combination. Now, is he an elite player in the NBA? No, but I think he's above average. I would call him above the 50% more, and that's and that's asking a lot when you're talking about freaking San Antonio. But Victor Wembanyama leads this team in usage, 29.4%. Devin Vassell, 23.6%. Second, Zach Collins is third at 21.6%. So... There are a lot of blowout scenarios at this game, but I do think that they can kind of push push a little bit here with Zach Collins specifically. And Minnesota, there's a lot of iterations where this game's closer, especially if they decide to rest Anthony Edwards here in this spot. Do you probably need him to beat San Antonio? No. Do you want him on the floor, especially with a day off in between? Yes, you do. Yes, you do. But friends, Zach Collins is projected for just 10 and a half points. Actually, that's not what he's projected for. That's what his line is. I haven't projected for 14 points here in this spot. That generally would be a lock, but the blowout problem here, the blowout potential, and the defense of this Minnesota Timberwolves side cannot possibly be understated. Number one in defensive rating, tied with the Boston Celtics here through the first couple weeks of the NBA season. So I'm going to pull it back. I'm going to call it just a like, but know that this would potentially be a lock type play. Zach Collins over 10 and a half points. I think it's one of the best plays you could possibly have on the card for tomorrow. I, Sandro Mukashvili, they do not want him on a floor dealing with Nas, Nasty Nas, and Rudy, Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah, Zach Collins has to play a lot in a competitive spot. Here. And this is a competitive offer. If you ask me, claim up to $1,500 in bonus bets at the link below. It depends on what state you're in. Lots of different promos going on. But right now, if you sign up at that link below, the nice bonus you get from us 
Two months of Odd Shopper tools plus Discord access. Get the positive EV tool. If you're playing prize picks and, and underdog and anywhere else for the fantasy optimizer type sites, we've got projections for that. We've got the ability to help use the market-based approach and get you the best plays in terms of expected win percentage. We also have great things like the Parlay Builder. Doesn't matter what book you're at. If it's available in your state, you can click on it and check it out. You should have opportunities to find positive EV plays by putting that Parlay Builder together. I know my guy, Aton, doing a video Monday through Friday. Check those out. Really good stuff to help you out how to utilize those. But then the Discord access by myself, Isaiah Suarez, Ben Raza, Aton Shander, Greg Ehrenberg, who's just made like $30,000 already using these tools. I mean, it's a ridiculous, a ridiculous ensemble. Murderer's Row of killers, if you ask me, out there in that Discord. So come join us here two months free just by checking out another sports book. And it's called Odd Shopper because we want you shopping at the best books all the time. So, like, do that if you're 21 and over. If you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER. Rest of the picks we go. Do you want to talk Charlotte and Chicago? Charlotte Moneyline, lean. Next game. Ah, this feels a lot better. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about fucking Charlotte and Chicago on an 11 game slate. Let's talk Oklahoma City and Houston because these two teams are fun. Oklahoma City 13 and 6 here. And also, I find bets appealing here. I don't see anything on the Chicago. I say this now and watch. I'm going to end up locking something in the Charlotte game tomorrow. Who knows? Anybody watching Lindy's Locks updates over on Twitter? I haven't done those in a little while, mainly because I didn't know if people cared. I haven't heard anybody care. If you care, blink twice. I can't see you. I'm, you're on a screen. That makes no sense. Come on, people. But anyway, Oklahoma City, friends, they are the, uh, what would be number two seed in the West if the playoffs started today. Wild to think about, but really good. Plus 4.3 adjusted net rating. Again, just to revisit, that's your net points per 100 possessions adjusted for strength of schedule. Really good stuff. And that's just over the 100-point mark, and it's really good stuff. But adjusted offensive rating. I'm looking at this as Oklahoma City's calling card because defensively, they're pretty darn good. They're still in the top 10 in adjusted offensive rating as well. And Chet Holmgren's just getting better and better and better. And Jalen Williams, if you're knocking down shots. And then they have Isaiah Joe off the bench as a catalyst if they need him at times. They just don't need to. And then, obviously, SGA is a dude absolute freaking dude so uh yeah okc they've had a pretty flat schedule so far 14th in offensive strength of schedule to start off 17th in strength of schedule period but i think we can assume that they're going to continue to be pretty damn good but houston at eight and nine i think this is the spot we want to start picking on them a little bit because we're starting to see the warts on the offensive end now you're not seeing the warts with Alperen Shangun, he's very, very good. But one push-pull situation you run into there is Ime Odoka, and he kind of knows. He's got to hide Alperen Shangun a little bit defensively, and teams have started to adjust. Good teams have started to adjust this. Now, it was a three-game road trip. I want to throw that out there. But against Dallas, they put him in the pick-and-roll constantly, and it was a problem. End up losing that game pretty close. Against Denver, he gets told that... Go to the corner. I'm Nikola Jokic, and, and you're going to sit down. 28 minutes there. Got in a little bit of foul trouble early. Ended up only having three personnel fouls for the game. But definitely was a little bit problematic, and the Lakers really 
really took advantage, mainly because if he's not knocking down shots, eight for 25 from the field, they basically stood away from him at the three-point line and said, hey, Alperin Shangoon, you're a 32% three-point shooter. You want to shoot this one? Enjoy. And he kept chucking. Eight three-point attempts, eight for 25 from the field. If he's not going to be elite offensively, I think we're going to see the minutes start to come down a little bit because they have nowhere to go but but down in some of these spots. He'd been playing 40 minutes a night, 36 minutes a night here in competitive spots. Maybe we continue to see that, but you know, this is one of those spots where at least I have some trepidation, trepidation considering how good Chet Holmgren is offensively and defensively already. Like, let's go back and do the draft. The gap between him and Victor Wembanyama, if they were in the same draft, isn't as wide as you might have thought coming into this season. Can we all agree on that, or am I just out of my mind? I mean, Victor Wembanyama has the higher ceiling over the course of, like, a career arc. But Chet Holmgren is not crazy far behind. I've been saying that for years. I love the talent, and not just because he hails from Minnesota, and I'm a little bit biased, but... This is an OKC team that's just playing much, much better basketball top to bottom here. And again, I know this is on the road, but minus 122, I get the Oklahoma City money line. Thought about locking this one as well. Pulled the brakes. Again, Bojan, Lord Bojan, only lock that's going to be here. But you look at the adjusted net rating, so much better for OKC. Offensively, so much better than we've seen here of late. And yeah, I get... You play this on a neutral floor. I can't imagine that this line would only move three points, three and a half to adjust for strength of schedule. Like, or sorry, to adjust for home court advantage. It's just a fishy, fishy line to me. Give me Oklahoma City all day and twice on, what is it, Wednesday. Give me it twice on, once on Wednesday, half unit. Utah, Dallas, we need news. News really, really matters here in this spot. And why? Well, Kyrie Irving being questionable matters an absolute metric ton. Grant Williams, questionable. Tim Hardaway Jr., questionable. As for the Utah side, we know that Markinen's going to continue to be out. And then Kelly Olenek continuing to be out as well. This lineup that they have to roll out night in, night out. Walker Kessler coming off the bench. Omer Yurtseven kind of getting the glorified start, even though the, the minutes have skewed towards Walker Kessler. I don't know, Derek Lively's been decent enough here. And in the pick and roll, you get a couple of those dunks, freebies against the Omer Yurt 7, who defensively is not Walker Kessler. This is a really fun spot to look at the assist rate for a little bit of a buffer for Luka. And then if Kyrie's out as well, Kyrie's never been the like crazy heralded rebounding guard for being as little as he is. But for as little as he is, I think he's better than people realize rebounding basketball. Averaging over four per game here this season in just 33 minutes a night. It's not nothing. It's not elite by any means. But again, that's that's more than you might expect for a Kyrie Irving. That's just what happens when you're on a floor and you just run into the ball a lot. I, I don't know. You want to get the ball so you can chuck it as fast as possible. But there's a lot of ways where Kyrie Irving plays or doesn't play here. And this number could still end up being awesome. We don't have a number drop for it because there's too many pieces, too many pieces of news. But I'm very curious how books handle what we just saw from Luka Doncic was probably... The stat line of the year in a loss against Oklahoma City, 36-18-15 with two blocks, two steals. First guy in NBA history to have 35-15-15-2-2 with five threes. I know that was a mouthful, but also I just, you know, I make notes and you have to deal with it. But yeah, that was in 46 minutes. I don't think we're going to see nearly that kind of rebound assist type situation here. I think though. We could be looking at a triple-double. And again, 38, 40 minutes, knowing you can play Luka a little bit more in these spots. They 
Really blow out Utah. It's probably him who's doing a majority of the work anyway. Give me some nice plus money on Luka Doncic here to triple-double, and we're going to partake. Calling it a lean right now because I do kind of want to get a little bit more information with Kyrie. Want to rerun some stuff with him in, with him out. And obviously, Grant Williams matters too. Not that Grant Williams is good, but like he's not a usage guy who's out there chucking. I kind of want somebody out there, like a Tim Hardaway Jr. is questionable. Or there's a way that this ends up being lots of minutes of Jaden Hardy and Seth Curry, which I think is the ultimate nuts if we're looking for that assist rate to see a bolster up. Just want to throw this in here super quickly, friends. Odd Shopper, new low, low price. Again, the Discord alone used to be $20. Now everything in addition to the OS Premium Tools is $14.95 for the week, $49.95 for the month. Sign up at the link below. Use promo code LINDY when you do. Yeah, you heard me. Promo code LINDY gets you 20% off right now. That's what I heard. Ooh, daddy, take advantage of it. So if you're listening to this now, congratulations. The positive EV tool, the market-based approach that is just printing money on the daily, $14.95 for the week, $49.95 for the monthly. And then come get the picks. If you want my card every single Monday through Friday, actually, it's every single Sunday through Friday. <laughs> NFL, that's a thing. Love it some days. But $14.95 weekly, friends. Come get that premium Discord access. Talk to some of the sharpest sports bettors that exist here in this space. Talk to me about specific plays, what it is that I'm looking at. Ask me anything you want. AMA, that's what the kids say. $14.95 for the week, $49.95 monthly. Check it out. Odd Chopper, sign up at the link below. We continue on. Two games to go. There's weirdly a lot to talk about here, and there's weirdly not. We have a new version of Portland that I have no idea how to start breaking down these minutes because you got a doubtful DeAndre Ayton, and I think Duop Reef ends up playing the majority of center minutes. But now you get Anthony Simons upgraded to questionable. We haven't seen him since 1994, so this should be interesting to watch. Actually, he was definitely not born in 1994. But Malcolm Brogdon playing alongside Simons and Shaden Sharp do 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 at the three. Tamani Kamara probably continuing to start. And then where do the minutes go for Jabari Walker, Matisse Thibel, Scoot Henderson probably falls out of the starting rotation. At least that's what I assume. Maybe they start him over Brogdon, which would be stupid. You're trying to actually, oh yeah, you're not trying to win basketball games. Well, we will see what breaks down here. I have no idea how to go about projecting those minutes, but something's got to give. As for Golden State on the other side, uh, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Andrew Wiggins, Draymond Green, Dario Saric, probably going to end up getting the start here going forward. That seems to be something that they're going to be comfortable with. Having Chris Paul, who is probable with the lower left leg nerve contusion, that was a mouthful, probably coming off the bench as long as... He's okay with that, and it's chill. It's been chill. He's enjoying himself. Actually, he's not. This Golden State team's not very good at the moment, but, you know, 9 and 11. There's time. There's time. But, yeah, we're looking at Draymond Green now that he's back here in this rotation. Going to see more and more minutes out of him as we go along. 31 is what I've got him in here in this spot, but I look at the props pretty efficient here on the Golden State side. And then in Portland, I have no idea what to do with these minutes. None. Zero. Not even going to pretend like I do. So why don't we just skip it? Over 224 and a half. I mean, there's no Aiton out there. Duop Reef likes to step out and shoot threes. That's what I learned today. What'd you do with your day? Something more productive than that. Uh, over 224 and a half, just a lean. Let's go to the last game of the night where I do have a play. The Denver freaking Nuggets taking on the Los Angeles freaking Clippers. Going to be a fun one. This is always a fun one. Like seeing these teams square off against each other. They kind of match up. I would say in a, in a very interesting fashion. Now, Jamal Murray questionable, 
right ankle sprain. This feels like a spot where they could give him an extended two-day break. Well, it'll be like a four-day break. Monday off, Tuesday off, Wednesday off, Thursday off. It would be a four-day break in that event. But he's questionable. Maybe they just play him and then, you know, play him limited. Ken, this is a tougher one. Some of these injury spots, like the Kyrie Irving one, the Jamal Murray one, I do expect that they play. They play the most minutes they possibly can here. But what is that number for a Jamal Murray who's coming off injury and they want to be very, very cautious with? He played 22 minutes there on the 29th of November. It's been a hot second. They've been very cautious. I put him at 26 minutes in the event that he's in for this game. And that's decent enough. But I'm actually not going to be looking at Jokic triple-double numbers here in this spot. And here's why. You got a number of guys on the Clippers that defensively match up decently against the likes of a Murray, KCP, Aaron Gordon. Now, James Harden's going to play a bunch. Paul George is going to play a bunch. Kawhi Leonard, no reason not to play him a bunch. But they can rotate a number of guys, whether it's Powell, Kobe Brown been playing some minutes here for this team. Lots of guys who can go out and get the assignment of a, a Jamal Murray. And KCP, he's kind of a result of what Jokic commands in the middle, kick out, knock down threes, not so much cutting to the basket. And Michael Porter Jr., when he gets crazy hot, yeah, it's going to be like auto hitting those triple doubles here for, for Jokic. We've seen that a couple of times now this season. But as I look at the board, I don't really think it's worth it to go dip, uh, go dipping in the pool here on the Jokic triple doubles. I feel like a lot of that value has been carved out. We were getting some plus 190s, plus 200s there. I think those days are gone here, especially as Jamal Murray starts to get acclimated here. I don't know. I, I want to pull the trigger. It's not that I don't. But I think they're going to be a little bit cautious here. As for the Clippers on the other side, don't think we're going to be picking on them particularly. Like I don't, James Harden's the one guy who I... It's weird that I haven't pulled the trigger on any bets with him because I don't think he's as bad as what he had been playing early on. But as my good, I mean, 15 and a half, four and a half, six and a half. Guy's playing 36 a night. I mean... 33.4, I guess, is the average per game, considering they ramped him up. But been playing routinely 36 to 38 minutes a night here over the course of the last week. And this is a spot where he'll get some rest after the fact. And he can help create and create some easy shots for Paul George. Yeah, I just hate the look with Russell Westbrook on the floor with James Harden at any point. I will say that. But that's beside the point. We're actually going to be betting Denver because this it's kind of a wild line to me. Jokic is the major... Like the, the major reason you want to be backing this one. And, you know, are we so nearsighted? Do we not remember the struggles of Clippers days of your actually no? This has everything to do with adjusted defensive rate. And as I look at Denver, they are freaking figuring it out a little bit here. They were not very good on the defensive end to begin with their third and adjusted offensive rating. But now that they're middle of the road defensively, getting Jamal Murray back in the fray, I think this is just a much better team than the Clippers still in their current iteration. Clippers, gotta work on that bench. We'll figure it out. And that does it for another edition of Lindy's Leans, Likes, and Locks. You know what to do. Go to that comment section below. Let me know your favorite plays that exist here on Wednesday's slate. we got 11 games. going to be a lot of spots to find some bets. Didn't want to force anything that was like borderline uh, on the card here today. But the premium Discord, I promise you, I will be updating that. And I promise when I get the time here after talking through all the odd driver stuff, I want to get Lindy's Locks update going again, if you so care. Again, do you want updates on all of the plays that I just gave you today? That's what I can do in video form or written form, which is what it's been here in the last couple of weeks. But let me know if that's something you're still interested in seeing here because I love the feedback. Love bringing you content that I think serves you and 
will make you money because that's the point. I know Odd Chopper will make you money. Sign up that uh, down below. I know BetMGM is going to give you bet credits, $1,500 of those suckers, depending on the state that you're in. If you're 21 and over, if you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER. But you can sign up for all of that down below. Let's get the heck up out of here, Producer Jacob. I'm Eric Lindquist. Best of luck in the NBA streets on Wednesday.